Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. And here is the feel, and I hope everybody hears that. It could well be, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. But it could well be that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan. He's winning in Pennsylvania. He's winning in Wisconsin. And he gets on the television. He says, thank you, Americans, for reelecting me. It's all over. Have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted. And it turns out that Biden has won those states. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. I told you those mail-in ballots were crooked. And I got, you know, we're not going to leave office. So that is a worry that I and and a lot of people have. So there is the naked communist Bernie Sanders, welcome to the Savage Nation, telling you that they knew in advance that they would rig the election. What do you think he's just said to you? How could this old communist have predicted what is going on today with mail-in ballots unless they knew in advance how they were going to steal the election. Are you feeling stressed while waiting for election results? Well, misery loves company. You're not alone. Virtually everyone I know know is is nervous. They're not sleeping. Uh, And I was told by a younger friend who has a liberal roommate that even the liberal roommate said, I wish it was over, even if Trump won, I want it over. Which leads me to discuss the following today on the Savage Nation, which is, is it time to end our two-party system? I have long thought this is one of the most broken systems ever invented in the history of the world. It doesn't work, as we saw last time with Trump versus Hillary. It left half the country crazed and angry. And now whoever wins this election will leave the other half of the country crazed and angry. What kind of system is that where it's a winner-take-all system? What kind of system is this where half the country feels vindicated, the other half of the country feels like they have no, no representation? So it leads me, Michael Savage, to a couple of thoughts and questions. About 16 hours ago, I tweeted this. Tell me what you think, ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Nation. End division. Drop winner-take-all elections. Make the winner the president and the loser the vice president. That way each side has a rep in the White House. Now, I immediately got very intelligent replies from people who know the history of the U.S. Constitution who understand that that actually was the original system of government in this country. Uh, And then there are the fools who know nothing of history who said, You're stupid. That could never work. How dare you? Are you a child? 
It just shows you how dumb many people are and how smart many people are. So we have a two-party system that has proven itself to be worthless. Our Constitution, as brilliant as it is, and I know many of you glorify the writers of the Constitution as some godly figures. They were never godly figures. As brilliant as our U.S. Constitution is, it was written when America was inhabited by and controlled by an almost identical group of landowners. Nobody was on welfare. Rioters were imprisoned or hung. And that system doesn't work anymore. And what we're learning from what is happening right before our eyes today in this country is that our election system appears to be fractured. In the last four years, we've seen very much that our political system is broken. Now, whose, whose fault is that? Democrats, Republicans, Trump, Biden? You could say that the election of Trump exposed just how fractured our political system really is. The reaction to his presidency was attacked from both sides because he was an outsider who was not supposed to win. So, yes, the political system right now is fractured. And the reason is that our society is also fractured. See, they're not disconnected. The fractured political system is nothing more than a reflection of our fractured society. Now, why do I say that to you, dear listeners of the Savage Nation? I'm an observer of nature. And the way I get my peace and calm is by observing nature, mainly birds, seabirds. Yesterday after my show, I went out on my boat and I smelled the air and I looked at the birds, particularly pelicans. I love pelicans. They're majestic animals. And what I see now are adult pelicans teaching their young how to catch fish. You see a fully grown pelican and then you see a chick pelican behind her or behind him. I really don't know if it's the male or female that teaches the young how to fish. You see the tiniest little bird flying next to its parent. And this is nature at its finest. Millions of years of evolution. You sit in wonderment at nature. It's restorative to see such beauty, order, and discipline. And this is the only way that the species or any species can survive. And then you compare this to the American children we are raising today. Many without a mother or a father. No mentor to guide them to teach them how to fend for themselves. They're not learning how to fish, meaning they're not learning the value of work or holding a job. Instead, they take what they want or they inherit what they need and they destroy what others have. Remember, many of the rioters that we see come from wealthy homes. These children were once called latchkey children in the suburbs. And they're now being raised not by parents, but by Instagram. And don't think I'm talking only about the poor or minorities. The young well-to-do are part of the societal fracture as well. They may have two parents in the house, but they're left on their own as well, uncared for, unloved, because the parents are too involved in their own self-interests. The mother looks like a hooker, looking at herself on Instagram. So the children resort to the same behavior, resort to drugs or other ways to get attention. Who do you think Antifa is? Are these poor minorities from the inner city? No, 99% of Antifa are coming from the suburbs and looking to each other as a family, albeit a violent family that wants to tear down society, destroy buildings, and hurt people. They think they can do whatever they want. They do not care about any consequences because they've never had to pay any consequences. And in many cases, because of our fractured society, they won't pay any consequences. This cannot go on. Like the pelican... Like the animal kingdom, they survive through order and passing down that discipline and those skills through generations. We as a people are no longer doing that. The fractured election system I am referring to is a result of people no longer think, thinking they have to follow the rules. There is no order. There is no honor. The two-party system is in part to blame. It is set up to guarantee conflict. It is set up to guarantee conflict. Because the two-party system that we are watching guarantees a winner and a loser. Therefore, it guarantees what? Unity? No, it guarantees division. You need to think hard about this. We have a system which pits us against each other. And in the meanwhile, the ruling party, the political oligarchy, can do whatever it wants with impunity. While we tear at each other's throats and constantly attack the other side, 
We have a ruling class that gets away with breaking laws, taking our hard-earned money, enriching themselves and imposing rules on us that they themselves do not have to follow. They're laughing literally all the way to the bank. When the founders created our system of government, they did it with the idea that individuals would make decisions on their own. But it didn't take too long for the people who comprised, who, who compromised to form that government to believe that their ideas were superior to their friends' ideas. And that's when we got political parties. Adams and Jefferson, two of the key founders who crafted the beautiful words of our Declaration of Independence, formed political parties and for a long while hated each other. It was then, less than a decade after the formation of the government, that this fracture in our society began. And now it may be fractured beyond repair. So what would you replace this system with? How can we heal our fractured society? Does it need to be replaced, meaning the political structure need to be changed? After all, England's been around a long time. I know they don't have our constitution, but they have a system called a parliamentary system. The Israelis, they fight with each other, but they copied the British parliamentary system to a certain extent. And in many ways, parliamentary systems are more inclusive. You have small parties all the way from the far left to the far right with representation inside the parliament. And so people who like the views of the left or the right have a voice in parliament and they hear those voices expressed in the halls of government themselves. Here in this country, we don't hear that. And so we see violence breaking out. Now, it's a very big topic, the different kinds of parliamentary governments. We don't have time to go into it. This is not a, a civics class. It's not even a class. It's only a talk radio show. And I'm not going to sit here and fetch all day about the fact that the Democrats are, are steal, stealing the election, which is what it looks like to me. There are reports from across America of private automobiles bringing in ballots with uh, Biden stickers on their bumper. It looks like they're freshly printed. And so, my friends, I'm asking you in a way, is it time to end this division and drop winner-take-all elections, make the winner president and the loser the vice president where each side has a, a representative in the White House? There are other things to talk about. And there's some interesting analysis out there. One of the best articles was written by a liberal who I had never heard of, but he's a very brilliant writer for a very left-wing publication called The Week. His name is Damon Linker. I do not know the man, but he's very smart. And his headline is, The Left Just Got Crushed. You wouldn't expect that coming from the left, would you? And he writes, in the expectations game, the Democratic Party whiffed and whiffed badly. The Biden campaign and its allies managed to drive up turnout, but so did Trump. <clears throat> Republicans put up a hell of a fight. And not just or even mainly in the battle for the White House. Democrats have almost certainly failed to win a Senate majority. And so far, they've lost some ground in the House as well. That means that Biden is on track to be a weak, ineffectual president governing at the mercy of Mitch McConnell. You see, Democrats didn't just want to win and govern in the name of a deeply divided nation's fractured sense of the common good. No, the Democrats wanted to lead a moral revolution to transform the nation, not only enacting a long list of new policies, but making a series of institutional changes that would entrench their power far into the future. The Democrats wanted to pack the Supreme Court, add left-leaning states, break up other states to give the left huge margins in the Senate, get rid of the Electoral College, abolish the police, rewrite the nation's history with white supremacy and racism placed at the very center. They wanted to ensure equity, not just an opportunity, but an outcomes. Hell, maybe they'd even establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to teach everyone who voted or supported the 45th president just how evil they really are. No wonder so many Republicans turned out to vote. Democrats proved to be the most effective go-TV operation for the GOP imaginable. Yes, it was the Democrats who forced the GOP turnout. It was a occasional cortex. It was Bernie Sanders. It was the haters on the left who vilified an entire race of white people. And so they drove you to the polls. How the hell do you think they're going to govern this nation with the division they have created and such hatred?
That's the opening to the Savage Nation. I direct you to a few places. First of all, I will give you the phone number into this show. It is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. The website is michaelsavage.com. It's a one-stop landing site for everything I do, including my podcasts. And I have some questions for you. Do you agree with me that our political system is permanently broken? But what would you replace it with? Would a parliamentary system be better? Should Joe Biden concede for the sake of the nation? Joe Biden, B-Y-E-D-O-N-E, say Biden. Will Joe Biden ever admit any fraud in counting ballots? Should Biden concede for the sake of the nation? Biden says he is for peace and reconciliation. Well, shouldn't Biden put the nation before his own ambitions and those are the demon cats? I'm Michael Savage. I'll be right back. Savage. To make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies. We are not enemies. No. What brings us together as Americans is so much sure. stronger. Yeah, and yeah, anything yeah, that yeah. can tear us apart. Right, right, right. So let right. me be clear. I, we are campaigning as a Democrat, but I will govern as an American president. Really? And what would you do for the right wing that you called every name under the sun? What would you do for the white race of which you are apparently uh, a member that you vilified and called every name under the sun between January and March? What would you do about the big lie that you put out about Donald Trump being the devil incarnate? All the damage you and Nancy Pelosi have done to this nation will not be repaired for a whole generation, Joe. So don't give me your garbage that you're going to rule as a unifier. You're the most divisive man that ever came along in the history of this nation. The only good news here is that America just saw what the left actually is, and they said no. And it motivated millions of people to come out and vote. Democrats drove them to the polls. You hear this? More blacks and Hispanics than ever voted for a Republican. It's interesting, listen to this paradox. Here in the San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, one of the most liberal cities on the planet, they broke it down by who voted for Trump in which parts of the city. And not so surprisingly, without telling you this, they say the Excelsior District was largely voting for Trump. Well, they left something out of that. The Excelsior District is largely an African-American enclave. Isn't that odd that these psychopathic, the disgusting left-wing fanatics who have destroyed our city thought that the African-Americans in San Francisco would never vote for Donald Trump? It was the hipsters who voted for Biden. It was the drug addicts on Pacific Heights and their illegitimate offspring living in the downstairs bedrooms that they thought represented the city to its entirety. And what about the Hispanic areas of the city? Shockingly, many of them broke rank and voted for Donald Trump. The world has changed in front of their eyes. The witch Pelosi has destroyed their party forever, and they're talking about dumping her. Savage. Oh, the stress is murder. And, you know, I'm trying not to have emotional strain. I'm trying to have peace and quiet. This is bad. This is a bad time for me. I can tell you by what I'm feeling. Everyone's feeling it out there. And I hear it from everybody I know. Those who voted for Trump, those who voted for Biden, everyone is under terrible pressure, and they feel the system is failing them. This is just what we didn't want to happen, remember? I said, whoever wins, I hope it's by enough of a margin that it's not contested. But the system itself right now doesn't work anymore. That's if it ever worked at all. Maybe there was a time that a two-party system worked. But you look at it now, and you see this constant hate, hate and hate and hate, pointing fingers, accusing the other side of ruining the nation. So what do we take away from this? We need a new system. First of all, it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. It's not going to happen because the power structure will not permit it to happen. That's number one.
It's not going to happen because there's no motivation to end the division. Do you actually think Rupert Murdoch wants this division to end? Do you actually think that all of the Molochs in the media who thrive on your hating your neighbor want you to love your neighbor? Do you think Rupert Murdoch would have gotten where he is and the other Molochs in the media would stay where they are if people got along with each other? They want you at each other's throats. They thrive on you hating your neighbor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where does that leave us today? You see how much I make a friend every day? I know how to go out of my way to make friends and influence people on a daily basis. Not. But you know, the truth itself, as damning as it can be to the individual expressing it, has a certain charm to it. In a world of bullcrap, in a world of liars on television and radio on both sides, it makes me sick to listen to them all. In a world of dividers, there's a certain pleasure in losing friends and not influencing people by telling the truth. So there's this guy I never met on the left, Damon Lincoln, who writes for the left-wing publication called The Week, and he says the left just got crushed. He reminds me a little bit of me on my side of the aisle, because even though he's on the left, he says the left just got crushed. And even though I am on the right, I'm willing to stand up and say when I think that the so-called right is full of crap, as you well know, and that's cost me a great deal because the right is no better than the left in some ways. It's a cartel. In this case, it's a different kind of cartel than the left. In this one, it's run by the Ozark Media Cartel that controls the entire complex of conservative talk, sucks every dime into their pocket, and tries to destroy anyone uh, in their way. So let's go back to the left just got crushed, and he writes... The Democrats live in a country with a large, passionate opposition. <coughs> Arrogant talk of demographic inevitabilities and transformative changes to lock Republicans out of power in the name of democracy has the effect of inspiring that opposition to unite against them, rendering political success less assured and more tenuous. You're probably looking for the article. I linked it up on michaelsavage.com. So listen what he says is going to happen as a result of Nancy Pelosi's hatred. Occasional cortex is racism. The squad's disgusting racist behavior. Because of them, he says, I added that, by the way, that paragraph was added by me. He says there will be no court packing, no added states, nothing from the toxic, progressive fantasy wish list will come anywhere close to passing. Instead, we will have grinding, obstructive gridlock. Some will demand that Biden push through progressive priorities by executive order. But every time he does, like every incident of urban rioting and looting, every effort to placate the left wing squad in the house, squad in the house, every micro targeted identity politics box checking display of intersectional moral preening and finger wagging, the country will move closer to witnessing a conservative backlash that results in Republicans taking control of the house and increasing their margin in the Senate in November 2022 rendering the Biden administration even more fully dead in the water. So the Democrats have found out that the country itself is not a college campus with work woke girls on Adderall. The nation is different than a campus filled with hysterical sorority girls who run around screaming for the police if someone looks at them the wrong way and wants their white male professors fired for talking about U.S. history. Enough is enough. Enough is enough, and the people spoke. And even if Biden should steal the election or win the election, depending upon which way you look at it, the left is dead. The squad is dead. And the more they squeal about how bad white people are, even though it's the white people who gave them the nation that they're polluting, the more they scream, the more we're going to go out and marginalize them. And we're going to take the house away from them next time. But he says it will be far worse if Trump finds enough votes or sympathetic judges to enable him to hold on to power by the narrowest of margins. He's right about that. You know how bad that would be? Or if he encourages acts of mili- militia fueled violence, that's nonsense. He's never done that. 
He said those scenarios wouldn't have been possible if the race hadn't ended up as close as it did. See, they never thought it would end up like this. Never. But he said it did end up like this, and that should give Democrats serious pause. He writes, Trump may well come up short where it counts, but he still gained ground with the electorate relative to four years ago. So he ends like this, this leftist writer. He writes, so please, Democrats, look in the mirror and show a little humility. You're not nearly as self-evidently wonderful or widely loved as you'd like to believe. You're not destined to prevail anywhere. You share a country with a large group of people who hate your guts and who aren't going to submit to your rule or go along with your giddy plans to remake the nation in your image. It's time to start acting like you understand this implacable fact and all it implies about the limits of your power and the parameters of the possible. American politics is a war of attrition right now. The sooner Democrats learn to live with that fact, the better. Damon Linker, The Week, and I linked it on michaelsavage.com. The left just got crushed. I think he's 100% right. And so I today talked about the original way we elected presidents, how our two-party system is at this point broken. Originally, we didn't have parties at all. That was not the way this country was set up. And this division has only gotten worse with a two-party system. A winner-take-all system where it's razor-thin in so many states, one gets all and the other gets nothing? Tell me what would be wrong if it was like in the, the original days where the winner gets the presidency and the loser becomes the vice president. Tell me why that wouldn't work. Where they have to work things out behind the scenes for all Americans together. Instead of one party being inside the White House and one party being outside throwing brickbats and bags of hatred at them. This nation cannot survive. I read this morning so many articles. One came from China. It was quoted in the uh, Washington Post by a man named Jerry Shi, Shi, S-H-I-H. Hopeless America, a columnist at China's official Xinyu news agency thundered. U.S. democracy now a joke, the Beijing-backed Tongkung Pao broadsheet pronounced, a bit like a developing country. I, did, I agree with every word. I said, holy God, the, Ch the Chinese communists are writing that? Hopeless America? U.S. democracy now a joke? A bit like a developing country, I agree with every observation. The United States now is like a third world nation. And yet this criticism, which is coming from communist China, mirrors broad concerns amongst you, the American people. It also mirrors broad concerns among our allies and rivals. As this nation fights with itself, with allegations of erectile, of erectile fraud, I almost <laughs> with allegations of electoral fraud. Did I say erectile fraud? I guess I'm listening to the ads too, too long. No, we don't sell electoral uh, uh, creams. We sell erectile creams here on, on the Sabbath. Unfounded allegations of electoral fraud. I'm not, I'm not so sure that they're unfounded, by the way. It looks to me like there's a lot of electoral fraud. South Korea and Japan this week questioned the int intrinsic value of democracy, while Britain's former Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt warned about a potential catastrophe for the worldwide reputation of democracy. Hey, they're not alone. Wang Wen, an executive dean at Renmin University in Beijing, who wrote an essay earlier this year entitled The End of the American Century, this is no longer the United States we know in the past, said, democracy has not made America great again, nor has it saved Americans from the pandemic. Well, can you disagree with them? It is ironic that the communist Chinese are criticizing our democracy. It is ironic. But are they wrong? I think as an American, they're not so wrong. I can sit here like a knee jerker and say that the Framers of the Constitution were gods themselves, false. Slave owners, most of them, which is a time when people owned slaves, but they were not perfect people. They were humans. They were humans looking out for their own interests and for the interests of their little developing nation called America. Gods they weren't. Brilliant they were. But there's brilliant men and women amongst us today, equal to the founding fathers, incidentally. And so we can't sit here and glorify the founding fathers until kingdom come 
simply because that's now fodder for commercial talk radio. I think it's time to shed our reverence for the musket and the buggy whip and move on to what's actually going on in this nation today. And I'd like to open this, t- this show up to you. I mean, I've said an awful lot today. Yesterday I did, I thought, a very interesting show, which included a question on should felon. I said felons who have paid their time should be given the right to vote. Remember that? And a liberal guy called in the second hour who claims to be a football player and who was once a, a conservative, grew up in a Catholic home, and he became, he's a, he said, a recovering conservative, became a liberal. Mrs. Savage, who listens to the show intermittently, said to me it was one of the best calls she's heard in over 20 years in talk radio. And she doesn't listen to it much. She's a very busy woman. But she will listen to the show occasionally to placate me. And she, she said that was like radio in the 1990s, Michael. She said you had a wonderful conversation with that man. She said you disagree with each other, but you didn't hate each other. You didn't argue with each other. You reasoned with each other. She said it's so desperately needed in the country today. That's what we need in this country is reasoned dialogue. I'll be right back. Savage. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. So we're talking about our fractured society. Is it time to end the two-party system? Uh, Has democracy failed us again? I know this is a republic. I, I read the grade school stuff in uh, 1950. I know it's a republic, I get it, not an empire, I get that as well. I know all that stuff, but the system is failing us once again. It's pitting us at each other's throats so the oligarchy can continue to get away with murder, plain English. So you say, would you expect me, Michael Savage, as vilified as I am by the illegitimate left, who through their prejudice say things about me that's 100% false, would you expect me to say that felons who have paid their time should be given the right to vote? No, you wouldn't expect it. Can you name one other so-called conservative in the radio empire run by the Ozark media cartel that would dare step out of line and say felons should be given the right to vote after they serve their time? No, you cannot. They're knee-jerkers. They're locksteppers. They kick all the money up to one source, and they're not to be trusted because everything they say is for self-interest. For me, it's the opposite. I do this for the nation. I do it only for the nation. People say, why do you do it at all? I'm on the air for a reason. Despite the fact that people have told me to stop doing radio, despite the fact that uh, there are issues I cannot discuss that have had me doing this for almost a year for no pay, which I cannot discuss right now. Who would do this if they didn't have a commitment to doing it? Pennsylvania, John, line eight. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. John, are you there? Savage, I'm an ex-con. Yes, can you hear me? Go ahead, quickly, please. Yes. I'm an ex-con. I did eight months for drinking and driving, and I believe that we should be given the right to vote after we've done our time. Well, I agree for one reason. First of all, you paid your debt to society. Secondly, if they take away any stake you have in our society, such as voting, what incentive do you have to remain civil? The answer is very little. So, my friend John, thank you for calling. I'm sending you a fresh, clean, hardcover copy of our Fight for America because the war has just begun, as I predicted in this book. What did I say to you? What did I say to you, the listener? That book was written for the day after the election, not the day before the election. Our fight for America, the war continues. Was I wrong? Was I right? In either case, I'm Michael Savage. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Everyone wants this damn thing over with. Our society is fractured. Everyone's nervous. I don't know a person. I don't know of a person who's not freaked out from this. We prayed this wouldn't happen. We wanted it over. As I said, uh, I know a young fellow who has a roommate who's liberal who said to him, I don't care if Trump wins. I just want it over with tomorrow. Well, it's not over. No, it's not over. Won't be over for quite a while. Oh, no. No, no, no. They're still, they're still printing ballots. In Nevada, they have a deep, uh, deep uh, a printing press somewhere deep uh, under the desert. Harry Reid has a printing press left over somewhere in the basement. The uh, SEIU, the Service Employees International Union, is busy uh, bringing in ballots in uh, grocery trucks along with the vegetables that they can't serve. Joking. Many people fear this. Many, many people fear that this is a fraudulent election. And Trump, of course, is expressing our fears. But what good is that going to do all of us? Think about this now. Think about this. If he wins, let's say Trump successfully stops the counting or challenges sufficient ballots and squeaks through with a victory, even though he loses the popular vote. Tell me what that's going to do to this nation. Tell me what's going to happen. You haven't had enough rioting, enough looting. But now let's turn it the other way. Let's say Biden steals the election. He's going to become a weak and effectual president who will have almost no power whatsoever because the Republicans held on to the uh, Senate. And so I don't know who wins here. I really don't know who the winner is going to be. We the people are going to be the loser in either case. We're going to live in a nervous breakdown. It's like we're living in a nervous breakdown now. And it's happened since Trump was elected the first time we've been living through a nervous breakdown. When you have racists permitted to espouse racism on television on a daily basis like Joy Reid on MSNBC, you got to listen to this. When you realize that if a person like this on the other side, meaning someone who was a conservative and white, said a thing like this about blacks, they wouldn't last long enough to finish the sentence. They'd be thrown out. But because she is not white and not a conservative, listen to what she gets away with in clip 10, please. And I think even though we intellectually understand what America is at its base, right, that there is a great amount of racism, anti-blackness, anti-wokeness, this idea that political correctness is some sort of scheme to destroy white America, right? Like, we know what this country is, but you still, part of you, I think part of your, your heart says, you know what, maybe the country is going to pay, pay off all of this pain, the, the children who were stolen with a repudiation. And as the night wore on, and, you, it, and I realized, and it sunk in, okay, that's that's not happening. What children were stolen, you moron, you? Phil Griffin, let me tell you something. I met you in the early stages of my three-month television career. I thought you were a decent person. Have you no shame, Phil Griffin? Have you no shame that you espouse through these puppets such division and hatred? Have you no shame that you let these lowlifes divide America like this with the big lie about racism, anti-blackness, anti-wokeness. Phil, have you no shame? Who was the parent company of MSNBC? Why, it's NBC Universal, isn't it? And who was the hedge fund who owns them? Who are the prize uh, human beings there on Wall Street who control the strings on them? Well, they live in this country too. Don't they have children that they care about? Why do they let such racism go out onto the television airwaves. Why? It's a free country, is it? No, it's not a free country. It's not. If I said the same thing in reverse, I wouldn't last one second on radio. Not one second. So here we are. Many questions out there. Many callers out there. Pollsters are garbage. All of them are worthless. Not one of them should be listened to ever again. I, you, did you believe one of them ever? I never did. I've never been called by a pollster in my life. I said that to you in 1994. It's all fake. They're, it's all fake. Who was the biggest loser here? Nancy Pelosi. The left got crushed. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They thought that by espousing stuff like Joy Reid on MSNBC attacking white people and putting up the false canard of racism, it would launch them into the uh, power structure. 
Instead, that uh, the, the Empress of Lies on Pacific Heights is uh, they're trying to dump her. She lost seats in the House. She didn't gain them. And what's going to happen in the next congressional election is she'll lose more. They don't own the Senate. So even if the old fool becomes the president, he's going to be very much a, uh, what's the word for it, a lame duck president before he even steps into the White House. So we got Sharpie Gate out there. We've got the uh, repression of Zuckerberg and the fellow with the crazy face and beard who runs Twitter. I don't remember his name, Jack Dorsey. No, he's not related to Jimmy and Tommy. I wish he were. Maybe he'd be a little more musical. What's with that guy, Dorsey, with that weird beard and hair and earring and nose ring? What, what is that? Well, what the hell is that? I Hey, different strokes for different folks, I guess. I don't know. Well, what do you want to do about this? I don't know. I mean, we're all nervous over this. I'm going to go out and buy jewelry now because you don't feel good? You can't even go to the Diamond District. They're closed behind. You can't even talk to the Hussets to buy a ring to relax. A piece of gold, nothing. A Hershey you can't buy, nothing. The country's a nightmare. There's no outlets, nothing. I don't even know what, you know, I, I don't know. What, what are they doing in the world of sin? Is there anyone in the sin business who can call the show? You know, my mind just jumped to the sin, the world of sin. What are you doing? I, I, you know, the business must be off in the, in the um, well, it's a family show. It's not a podcast. If it was a podcast, I'd speak bluntly to you like a longshoreman did in the 1950s. But since it's not a, a podcast, it's a radio show to this point. What are they doing in Sin City? They don't have any of that going on. It's legal, isn't it still? Do they still practice? Who would go to a prostitute in a time like this and risk COVID? I don't know. Is that all over now? Is the drug business up, they say, because people are nervous they're staying home and using more drugs? I don't know. I know that liquor stores are doing a great business right now. People are boozing it up pretty good. And meanwhile, the election goes on like we're living in. It looks to me like Argentina. I feel like I'm living in the 1950s and the Daily News is saying election uh, nightmare in, Argent in Buenos Aires. People screaming at each other and two people I never heard of are fighting for the presidency of Argentina. That's what it looks like to me. The only thing missing are fistfights in Congress. That's the only thing I like about the Ukrainian parliament. When I, the few times I've seen it on television is the big bruisers get into, a, into fights to actually punch each other in the nose in the parliament in Ukraine. That at least you get your money's worth out of your politician. At least you get one of them bloodied and the other guy gets his shirt ripped open and you say, at least you got something out of it. Here we get nothing out of it. Country so ripped apart. That's why I talked to you about in the last hour, it's time to end our two-party system. If you think I'm just being uh, flippant or comedic in the political arena for fun, you're wrong. If you missed my genius monologue from hour one, it's on my podcast approximately an hour after this hour ends. And I don't want to repeat myself. That's uh, not necessary. I believe America's two-party system is permanently broken. I think it's become a laughing stock of the world. U.S. politics is a joke. It is like a third world country. I mean, think about this. Just think about this. What have we got to be proud of in this country right now? Is this election a model of democracy or an ugly demonstration of the failures of democracy? Ask yourself. We are slipping to the level of Belarus or Venezuela. I agree a thousand percent with the person who wrote that. Another joke that America is so divided, it should adopt China's one country, two systems framework for governing Hong Kong. You can have two governments and two presidents. That's what we need right now. Hey, there's an idea, Jim. Two governments and two presidents. Pelosi and Biden and the squad could go govern the moon or Mars. Maybe Elon Musk can send them to Mars and they could declare that the new government of America and they could stay there and tell us what they think. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Ask Ellen if he has a, a, a rocket big enough to take them all to Mars. Do me a favor. Can I get some rock and roll? I think I'm burned out. But you know, yesterday after the show, no, I don't want any music. There's no music I want to hear. Yesterday, there is something I want to hear. I do. Somewhere Beyond the Sea by um, Bobby Darren. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear a little music right now. And then we'll take some calls. And then I'll tell you about the Pelicans yesterday on San Francisco Bay. 
You know, if I didn't have touch with my dogs and with the birds, I think I'd go out of my mind altogether. I think I'd go crazy if I didn't have the dogs to look at. They're so consistently dogs. They're so consistently what they are. And the birds, my God, do they inspire me. When I see flocks of pelicans and they're proliferating like I've never seen. Can anyone listening to the show who lives in San Francisco who actually goes on the bay? I know the politicians have not been on the bay. Did you know that most of the Democrats have never been on San Francisco Bay? You don't know that they're afraid of the water. Did you, did you know that they think they walk on water, but most of them have never been on the water? Did you know that that's one of the greatest scandals in, the, in, in San Francisco history? That most of the ruling class has never been on the bay? None of them. They're afraid of the bay. They don't even go on the ferry. They're afraid of water. That's because they think they walk on water. But uh, if, if you're an average uh, Californian who lives in the Bay Area and you go out boating as I do from time to time, can anyone, actually someone who knows uh, birds and seabirds, why are, they, why are there so many more pelicans now than I've ever seen in my years of boating? I'm guessing a couple of things. Let's say uh, more fish. Why is there more fish? Fewer restaurants, so less fish being sold. So there's more fish in the sea. They're not being sucked out by the Chinese fishing boats with, with their suction hoses, sucking every fish out of the sea. So in addition to dumping a Wuhan virus on us, they take our fish away from us. Wonderful nation. Predators, a predatory nation. But is that the reason, that the Chinese are not sucking the fish out of the ocean? I don't know. There are more pelicans than I've ever seen, more seabirds than I've ever seen. But it's not about more. I'm watching the pelicans fly and they're teaching their young how to fish. That's what I was talking about. I don't even think about politics when I'm out on the water. I smell the bay. I listen to the splash of the, of the wash. I listen to the wash against the hull. It's one of the most relaxing sounds on earth. It's as primal a sound as you can imagine. It's what Noah must have dreamed about before he built the ark, is the wash of the sea against the boards of his hull. So I go out and I forget all my, I don't, I don't run a radio, I don't run television. What the hell do you need a TV on a boat for? What are you going on a boat to watch television for? It's like having a flat screen television on a boat? Why go out? I don't drink on a boat. The water is my alcohol. The birds are my uh, alcohol. The sea is my alcohol itself. And I watch the birds again without waxing too poetic. I know you want me to get down to you know, brass tacks. Cut the crap, Savage. Tell us about the election. You know, cut it out. All right, get back to work. Get back to work. Don't, don't get dreamy on us. Don't do the poet stuff. We're not interested. We don't care about you and your damn birds. Be like the other schmucks in radio. Go ahead. Be like the one-string banjos. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be like the, the banjos out there. Got lucky. The failed lawyer, Mickey Mouse and Laughing Gas. The shyster lawyer who pretends he's a conservative. Go ahead. Be like them. Go ahead. Be, be more like them. Don't talk about birds and the bees. Just talk about Trump and Biden. Divide people up. Make them hate each other. Be like the rest of them. Talk with the wise guy sound like you're a tough guy. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Not me. God listens to all of us. He listens to our utterances, even the utterances we don't make. You know that God hears, God hears everything that we think? He probably knows what we think before we think it. Want me to go into God and spirituality now? I can't. It's not a podcast where I can talk for three hours. But I would like to talk about spirituality right now, and I'm not going to do it for fear that I'll offend the, I don't know, the, the people who don't want me to talk about spirituality and God. They want me to talk about Biden, Trump, Trump, Biden, evil Democrats, wonderful Republicans. Okay, you heard it before. You're going to hear it until kingdom come. The country is fractured, and I want to be healed. Savage. Well, here we go again. Biden leads in Nevada after more votes are reported. Yeah, right. Vote. A vote in Nevada. It's like snow in the desert. A vote in Nevada. It's as valid as uh, Joe Biden making an Italian dish from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I like my own joke. Biden lead in Nevada widened after more votes were reported, 49.4 to 48.5. That's a victory in this country? A razor-thin margin, that's enough for you to say yay, and the other side is garbage, and the, and the winner is, is king, and the other one's a, a surf? The system is broken. It sucks. It's garbage. 
What the hell kind of country am I living in? It was never like this. I don't know, when I was young, I didn't even pay attention to politics. This one ran, the two old guys, two white guys ran, and they never hated each other. In fact, if someone expressed hatred for the other side, he would have been a loser. They would have, they would have, they would have dropped him like a hot potato. Politicians were not, did not engage in such vile behavior. Garbage like Joy Reid, you would never see garbage haters like her, racists like her on MSNBC. You wouldn't see filth like Phil Griffin running a network permitting racists like that to spew hatred day and night. And who's the big winner here? Zuckerberg. His stock went through the roof. Why? Because they love division. Savage. So even... Let us say honest leftist writers are saying the left just got crushed. No matter, even if Biden wins, they say he is finished. He'll be an ineffectual president governing at the mercy of Mitch McConnell. Moreover, the leftist agenda is finished. Finished. They tried every hatred that they knew. And all they did was motivate those of us on the other side to get out the vote. And all the crap abolished the police get rid of the Electoral College, rewrite the nation's history and make it what it wasn't, attack people who are white for white supremacy, ensure equity like uh, she said, whatever her name is, Kamala Harris, not opportunity. It all failed. It motivated all of us to go out. And they're saying that the Democrats proved to be the best vote getters for the GOP in history. So, apparently, the Democrats have learned a lesson, or have they? Not Nancy Pelosi, hateful as ever. The leftist writer concludes like this. He said, Democrats, look in the mirror and show a little humility. You're not nearly as self-evidently wonderful or widely loved as you'd like to believe. You're not destined to prevail anywhere. You share a country with a large group of people who hate your guts and who aren't going to submit to your rule or go along with your giddy plans to remake the nation in your image. Well, and there's another lesson here. You know, ESPN is a sports network. They're firing 500 people. ESPN slashes 500 jobs. They're saying it's a cost-cutting move. Do you know why ESPN is collapsing? Exactly because the same reason as I just read, reasons I read to you from the Democrat playbook. Because they also are doing the same thing with the knee and the bending down and not the flag and no America and screw the white man. So people said, you know what? Screw you. I'm not watching your sports anymore. Go to hell. They won't admit it. They won't admit it. They're saying, oh, it's because of the pandemic. No, it's not the pandemic of of the viral pandemic. It's the pandemic of anti-white hatred. You can take that one to the bank. That is why ESPN is dying. They're coming up again with the lie. All because of the pandemic. It's the pandemic of hatred for white people. That explains why ESPN, owned by Disney, is laying off 300 staffers and scrapping 200 open positions. They won't admit it, though. They will never admit it. That's not what companies do. Companies never admit they're wrong. I can tell you from an insider in the radio industry that even if they go off on the wrong tangent and destroy their own company, they will never admit that they made a mistake. What do they care? They got a golden parachute at the end anyway. Which way? doesn't matter. The people at the top write a contract going in, so even if they ruin the company, they get $5, $10 million going out at the very least. So you expect them to tell you the truth at ESPN? You're not going to get that. So what would you like to talk about on the show? I mentioned so many topics. Again, the phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-407-282. And I don't know why all of you who listen to me do not go to michaelsavage.com every night. I mean, you need to start doing it. If you want to know where I'm going to be in January, you won't hear me on the radio. I have to tell you that again. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's God's will. God's, God's will, period, end of the story. So God wants me off the radio, so I'm off the radio. If God wanted me to stay on the radio, the Red Sea would part, and I'd be on the radio for a limited period of time. I don't want to be. I would never, ever, in a million years, by the way, just so you know, I would never do a five-day-a-week show if they offered me $50 million a week. I wouldn't do it. I would never do five days a week. Leave that to young people just starting out who have the desire to make a name for themselves and want to shake the world up. I've done it. I would never do five days a week. I'm not interested in it. 
you know, radio, you know, I'm talking out loud again. I might do once a week, a once a week show. I'd like to do a Sunday night show. But everyone in the business, the geniuses, oh, there's no money in it. What do you mean there's no money in it? There's money in anything if you know what you're doing and you have talent. Of course there's money in it. Matt Drudge used to do a Sunday night show. I listened to it. Oh, that was in the 90s. I get it. But I would like to do like a night show. I wouldn't mind for, for fun once a week. But I'm, the, no one, oh, you can't monetize it. They're the geniuses, the, the gods of radio. You can't monetize a weekend show. The same people who destroyed radio telling you what you can't do on a weekend. Let me tell you something. If you build a better mousetrap, people will you know, be the path to it. And if you build a better radio show, it could be in the middle of the night, someone will find it. But okay, that's the way it is. Watch Antifa protesters in Denver. No borders, no walls, no USA at all. You hear this? You hear the country you're living in? The vote is over. The fight goes on, say, Portland vermin. Smashing the windows of a church that helps homeless. Listen to this. This is the constituency of Nancy Pelosi, who said she's a disruptor. Her people are in the streets screaming, the vote is over, the fight goes on, and they're breaking windows of a church that helps the homeless. The same anarchists are in Denver saying, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. You hear this? The National Guard is called out into Portland because of violence by Nancy Pelosi supporters, Joe Biden's supporters. I love Biden says Antifa is not a group. It's, a, it's an idea. Can you believe this man? That this man could be running the country, this stupid old, inf- this stupid senile old liar doesn't even see the violence under his own nose boy do we have trouble so if you want to comment on it it's been written that biden may steal an election for the elitist but democrats will regret it great writer ms divine of the new york post biden may steal an election for the elitist but the democrats will regret it she's a thousand percent right Closeted liberal Jews who voted for Trump say friends sat shiva for them. You hear this? The stupidity of the morons. Again, digging their own grave. How could a Jew vote for a Democrat when the Democrats support Antifa, which hates Jews? How could the Jews vote for the Democrats when the Democrats say that Antifa, which is a fascist group that hates Jews, how could they do this? Why? It's been said before. Said before. How could they vote for a group that burns churches? attack synagogues how is it possible why i don't know why stupidity insanity liberalism is a mental disorder something along those lines and the guy wrote a book about that a long time ago liberalism is a mental disorder I, I he was pretty smart the guy who wrote that book liberalism is a mental disorder and yet you meet liberals some of them are nice people kind educated uh erudite funny friendly sexy they wear nice clothes they know how to make a a nice dish that they they know how to make vegan food nice people but suicidal 99 percent of them are on medication a 99er popping antidepressants day and night because they know that they're crazy and who they blame for it all trump he did it to them he made them semi-psychotic trump did it to them it doesn't matter they've been taking pills since the 1970s for their mood swings and their manic depression, which they used to call it. Then they renamed it because it didn't sound right. Manic depressive, then they changed the name to bipolar. It sounded sexier and less, and less let's say, deranged. Used to be, it used to be called what it was, manic depression, up and down. The cufflinks, the smile and the frown. Now all of a sudden they made it a new, they gave it a new sexy name. A new name now is bipolar. I didn't even know what the hell it meant. It goes along with bisexual, but it doesn't mean it's related. One day you're this, one day you're that. If it feels good, do it. Make it with a, with a pump, a hydrant. It doesn't matter. Whatever it feels good, do it. That's all. That's the left. They wonder why they have to take a pill. You know, go to michaelsavage.com. Take a look at this Indian woman. I think she's from India or Pakistan. She was charged with spitting in the NYPD sergeant's face at a Manhattan protest. Take a look at the face. Look at this. Ashanda to her people. She comes from some little... One horse town in Pennsylvania. How did she get radicalized? I ask myself. Who is she? Where is she from? This face, a, a face, a face of hatred. She spit in the cop's face, and they arrested her. Then she screamed that they broke her arm. You hear? Did, did you see this story? I have it on the top of my website. The Venus Singh was caught in a video without a mask and screaming at the sergeant, "F you, fascist!" Before spitting on him. Singh, who lives in tiny Schwenksville, Pennsylvania, was charged with this. Blah blah blah. 
Singh and her comrades were among the mob of left-wing anti-cop protesters who clashed with police in the West Village. Then she spit in the cop's face, this piece of crap, this piece of garbage. Who is Singh's mother? Who is Singh's mother that they would raise a daughter like this, a vermin like this? Lit garbage on fire, attack people dining outside. What happened? The vermin judges in New York released them 10 minutes after they were arrested. They're the constituency for Joe Biden. They're the constituency. Now, this is the same woman who had been arrested in previous demonstrations for violence, the same one who spit in the sergeant's face, uh, and she was out within 10 minutes. How did she get like this? I would guess college. I would guess college did it to her. Left-wing Biden supporters arrested prior to this. To her, anyone that she doesn't like, anyone who's white is a fascist. That, that the mother raised this? This is part of this girl's background? That's what a mother raised? That's what the culture created? It's hard to believe looking at this. Right away, she screamed, they broke her arm. You hear when after she spit in the cop's face with a hatred that you haven't seen since the Bible. Woo, what are ugly. My God. On her since-deleted Instagram, she proudly posted a photo of her arrest in New York City. On September 18th, she was arrested, this piece of human trash, a waste of human DNA. But uh, Phil Griffin, if you're listening to the show, there's a new uh, host for you. you got a new star is born. She could uh, follow Joy Reid at night. Why don't you put her on the air, Phil? She's perfect for you. Or Rupert Murdoch, if you're listening, we have a new star for Fox News to go along with Whoopi Goldberg's sister there that you have. How did, how did Fox News ever put that woman on who used to work for, uh, for Obama? How did that ever happen? How? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you on this show in the last hour? What did I say to you? I said that our society is fractured because of the media and because of the system that we have, a two-party system where there's a winner and a loser, and that the media is the big winner. You get it? When the founders created our system of government, there was no two-party system. And so what you have is a media government complex that wants the people spitting in each other's faces because it keeps you glued to the television set, keeps you glued and watching. So you can hate this one, you can hate that one, on that side you hate this one. Then if you're a real cynic, you hate no one, you just say it's all garbage. I don't believe in any of it, and you think you're superior, and you probably are, but you're really not, and you walk away, but no man is an island unto himself, so you come back for it. After not watching it, you do watch it. You say you're not going to watch it. Then you go out of the thing, you come back in, you do watch it, and you don't watch it. I'm not watching it. I am watching it. I did watch it. I didn't watch it. I saw some. No, I didn't see some. I'm going to see some. I think I saw some. I don't know. I'm not watching the election. I'm better than you. I don't care about who's winning, who's up, who's down, who's in Georgia, who's in Pennsylvania, who's running. I don't know. I hope, I hope this one loses. I hope that one wins. These are no good fascists. The other ones are no good communists. Biden lead in Nevada widened after more votes were reported, 49.4 to 48.5. You hear a country like this? So now we're supposed to salute the guy who has a tenth of a point more than the other one. Oh, hail the leader. Hail Joe Biden. All hail Joe Biden. Everyone get on their knees. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. He won by four-tenths of a point. Yay, Caesar. Hail Caesar. Caesar is the victory. He represents all of America. All of America should worship Joe Biden, the unifier. January, February, he was the most hateful man on the, on the, on the, on the stump. Every other word out of his mouth was what they told him to say, the old geezer. They told him to push the very crap that just sank the Democrat Party, which is white's no good, white is racist, the founding fathers were scum, the Bill of Rights is no good, white privilege. That's what He was saying it in January and February. Then they dummied him up. They adjusted his meds. They sat him down in the basement. They turned the lights very dim. They got him some Guy Lobato music in the background. They got him a massage chair from Lazy Boy. They got some girls in to rub his feet. They got some fake hair for him to sniff next to the chair, like on a mannequin, so he felt comfortable. And once they got the old geezer comfortable sniffing the hair on the mannequin, having his toes rubbed on the Lazy Boy recliner, they said, Joe, no more white hatred. Joe, look in the mirror when this is all over. 
you are a white man. You can't go out and if you want to win the white vote, you want to win the white vote, Joe, you can't go out screaming white supremacy anymore, Joe. Yeah, but I, my, the, the kids told me that that's good in the colleges today. Yeah, but Joe, you're running for office now. You can't do that. It won't work. Next thing is I'm a, I'm a unifier. I will work for all Americans. I love America. Even if you don't vote for me, I will bring you together. That was the new line now. Then they make another, another gaffe. Who do they pick? The most hateful woman they could find in the United States of America in the Senate. A monster. A monstrosity of a leftist. M- more to the left than occasional cortex he picks. A dummy, what a mistake. Who pushed that on him? Who pushed Kamala Harris? Notice she's dummied up. By the way, have you heard a word out of her mouth since this is... Have you heard her say a word? Have you heard her? Have you seen her? No, they dummied her up. They told her to shut up and go home till this is over because they know that she was the mistake that they made here. She was so hateful that it motivated most of you to go to the polls. She was one of the motivators of, of people running to the polls to vote for Trump. And they know they made a mistake. At least I'm, I, that's my analysis. For whatever it may be worth to you, you want someone else's analysis, don't listen to me. I'm telling you what I think happened. They dummied her up. She hasn't said a word. They told her to be quiet, go home, don't talk. You know, shash still gehate, go home. Take a walk. Shash still gehate, go walk. Nothing, not a word. Not a, shut up, nothing. No speeches, no whininess, no attacking racism, no white hatred. Shut up, go home. Go and make a knish for your children. I'll be right back. Savage. All right, as the great savage nation sounds off for the, turns it off for the day, uh, Biden lead in Nevada widened after more votes were reported, 49.4 to 48.5. So how can you get behind any candidate who wins by a hair like this? How? Is this a horse race or a nation? Is this a racetrack or a nation? Is this a gambling casino where winner takes all? It shouldn't be. Georgia, 47,000 outstanding mail-ins. Trump leads by 12,000. Better call Harry Reid's printing press. Oh, it's awful. Never thought it would be like this. Anyway, if you missed my brilliant monologue from uh, hour one, and it really was good. It was about the divided nation and how we have to change the system. It's on my podcast. And what's the title of the show today? The System is Broken, Jim? Is that what I'm calling it? Yeah. It's time to end our two-party system our fractured society. Just a brilliant monologue, one of the best in the history of the media on my on my podcast today. That's right. The Westwood One Podcast Network.